Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Back to rake it free from Drysdale, who got it ahead. And now you've got Kajula looking for the activating nurse. He's got him to win it. Nurse shoots and scores! Darnell Nurse, another big play. And on back-to-back nights, he's got three goals and a helper. And Nurse provides the margin of victory. It's Edmonton 3, Vegas 2 in overtime. Well, what a road trip for Darnell Nurse. He scores four times in the five games. And he gets big ones last night, two against Arizona, and the overtime winner tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. The Oilers become only the fourth team to escape Vegas with two points. Detroit, Dallas, and Carolina also won in Vegas, who are now 18-2-2 on home ice. The Oilers able to stay with it tonight. A hard-fought game, a close game. The Oilers able to respond from a late second period goal. Man, sometimes those are backbreakers. Vegas scored with 6.1 seconds left in the second period to go ahead 2-1. The Oilers got a goal early in the third from Drake Kajula. I thought Vegas carried the play after that, and they did wind up with a big shot advantage in the third period, 15-6. Not able to finish, though. Cam Talbot with a strong game tonight. He bounces back after being pulled last night in Arizona. He made 34 stops. And the Oilers' penalty killing, there continues to be a massive discrepancy between home and away performance. You know the home penalty killing will likely end up, it is now, it'll likely finish as the worst home penalty killing ever in the NHL on the road 86.6%, including 6 for 6 tonight. The flip side of that, the Oilers had three power plays, didn't do much on them, but they're able to figure it out this evening and win 3-2 in overtime. Connor McDavid, 21st birthday. He can celebrate the win. He can celebrate two assists. He can celebrate now 200 points in the National Hockey League. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. Our Inside the Game analyst, Rob Brown, not available tonight. He'll rejoin us next Saturday when the Oilers come back from the bye against the Vancouver Canucks. Well, entertaining game. The Oilers get up to 20-23-3 on the season. Still a long way to go, but 
some encouraging things tonight. Some tough moments, no doubt. I think they got a little out of whack on the coverage on uh, the first goal. Riley Smith far uh, too open to weave his way into the uh, into the scoring area and roof that shot on Cam Talbot. But uh, they do enough. They do enough to figure it out tonight. And how about on that game winner, Leo Dreisaitl down on his knees, down on his stomach, battling for the puck against James Neal, able to poke it by Neal. Kajula and Nurse break out two-on-one. The defender rushes at Kajula. He feathers the pass across to Nurse, who makes no mistake, 53 seconds into overtime. You can give me a call, 780-496-0063. We'll have post-game reaction from T-Mobile Arena as well. We'll open up the phone lines with Ryan this evening. Hey, Ryan. Hey, for first time calling in, and Rob Brown's not even there. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> no worries. Just wanted to say... Uh, I I I I'm an Oilers fan, but I love watching the Golden Knights. It uh, it just shows that you, you don't have to be the most talented if you're well coached and you play together as one team and you all play for the team. Um, you, you know, it's really uh, it's really amazing what you can pull off. The uh, the other point is uh, Connor McDavid. Um, as great as he is, I think he's still learning how to be a, a, a pure goal scorer with killer instinct. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, you know Ovechkin or Stamkos or, or kind of you know Brett Hall kind of thing, um, when they shoot the puck, they it's almost like they expect to score. And it, McDavid, as great as he is, and he he's you know weaving and winding all over the place. It uh, a lot of times it almost seems like he's surprised to still have the puck when he gets to the net and. I think, you know, it's going to come. I mean, it's not a, a real a problem. It's more of looking forward to the future that once he gets, uh, um, you know, once he gets better at that with that finish, I think uh, I think you're going to see him being a 50 goal scorer, no problem. Well, I think that's possible, and and I think like all players, I mean, you see, I've I've heard stories about. Uh, I mean, I don't see the Pittsburgh Penguins practice, but how Crosby still works to improve and will pick a really specific part of his game. And and work on it in practice, where you know guys covering the Penguins will be like, "What's he? What's he doing?" And then he'll say, "You know, last game I spun out of the corner and I didn't have the net drive that I wanted, so I'm working on that specific move." So hopefully McDavid has that drive. I think he does. And somebody said to me in in his rookie season, one of the one of the Oilers that year said, "Wait until he figures out the league." I you know I mean he's he's basically now played uh, two full seasons, right? Because he missed. Because he missed what was this career game tonight? This was career game 173, right? So he's two full seasons plus a little bit. So I, I for sure, I, I think he can improve. But I, I thought he was, despite the the tough run since Christmas, I, I thought he's been spectacular since Christmas. Oh, he's been taking the team on his back. Ryan, thanks for calling. Yeah, take care. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. All right, the just I'm just following the Oilers Twitter account, and we will have. Let me let me know when we have head coach Todd McClellan. Is he ready right now? Okay, because uh, McClellan here has an update on Nugent Hopkins. Oilers win three two in overtime. Here's McClellan. We're up the home team in the, in the league. Just what elements of tonight's game did you like from your guys as they head into the break? Well, the resiliency from our team. It wasn't a Picasso, but playing back to back against a team that plays with that type of pace. Uh, the amount of energy we had to expend on the the penalty kill. Um, you know, we'd like to clean that up, obviously. And then the number of injuries we incurred throughout the game, we were scrambling with lines and and uh, pairs and that type of stuff. So um, it was a, a scramble night, and we found a way to 
scratch and claw away to win. Cam had a tough start last night. Looked like he was back in fine form again tonight. Uh, what does that say about his character and bully? No, he was. Uh, his start last night was tough because he got scored on twice. But I think we talked about that already, where it wasn't uh, indicative of his play. Uh, tonight he made some uh, tremendous saves on uh, on shots that were deflected. I thought he adjusted to one there in the third period where uh, it was tipped and he had to, to adjust his body and make a great save. But he he exuded some confidence and uh, we played off of that when we needed it. This was the maiden voyage into Vegas. What did you make of uh, the atmosphere? I think you know half the city of Edmonton was in the building tonight. Well, you know, first of all, you got to give credit to uh, the people here in in Vegas. They've got something great going on. Um, not only their team, but the the presentation of the game, the energy that uh, they've created in the building, um, not only on the ice but in the stands and their, uh, you know, the whole nine yards that 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 comes at you here. It's a tough place to play. Um, on the other side of it. Uh, um, I don't want to say it felt like a home game because it never does when you're on the road, but we had a number of fans here. You could hear them, you could feel them, you could see the orange. And uh, that's a great thing for our organization in our city to have that support on the road. What's the story on? Uh, he got took a, took a hit and obviously didn't return. He's still being evaluated. We think he'll be okay coming out of the break. Did Milan get hurt too? Yeah, Luch actually got a dangerous cut up in the neck area. And... Um, yeah, I was. I don't know if it was a skate or a stick, but it got him in a in a scary spot. We were all concerned about that. Um, he was able to get taped up, and uh, you know we still have to watch him throughout the game, and I'm sure he'll get some treatments now after. I'll say when you beat a team this good twice, he's the only team in the league that's beat this team twice. Uh, it says that anybody can beat anybody on any given night in the National Hockey League, and that's not going to change. Uh, regardless, you have to play hard. Sometimes you don't win the games uh, uh, with Picasso's, as I mentioned. Sometimes you got to scrap them out. But the league is close. It's it's close every night. It doesn't matter who you're playing. The whole road trip after the tough start, at least you know. Well, it makes it better. Um, well, we, that's how you win. Uh, I wish we could say we scrap more and, and won games like that, but. Uh, it makes the road trip a little bit better. It, it puts us back-to-back uh, -back wins for the first time in a long time. It allows us to go into the break feeling a little bit better about ourselves. And uh, we'll get some rest and we'll come back at them. All right, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. The Oilers win 3-2 in overtime tonight over the Vegas Golden Knights. Darnell Nurse, the winner. You heard him say... Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who left the game with just over six minutes left in the second period. He was hit hard by Braden McNabb. Should be okay coming out of the break. The Oilers don't play until next Saturday when they host Vancouver. Milan Lucic missed some time as well. And uh, if you follow, if, if you're somebody who is on Twitter and you don't mind scars and stitches... Patrick Bauer, our studio producer, is just looking at the picture now. Uh, Lucic has posted a selfie on his Twitter account. Close call, but okay. Hashtag skate grazed jugular. That is a scary one. He's got, it's hard to judge, maybe a couple inch cut on his neck from a skate. That is, that is a scary one. Luckily, Lucic uh, is okay and was able to come back in the third period tonight. Our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Certainly the line juggling caused by uh, Nugent Hopkins' absence it was a huge adjustment and the Oilers started overtime 
with a different formation uh, than they would usually have. And that was McDavid, Kajula, and Clefbaum. McDavid went off early. Clefbaum also changed with Nurse coming on. And uh, Dreisaitl came on for McDavid. And Nurse from Kajula and Dreisaitl is the goal. I didn't notice it on the television feed, but you probably bo- heard Bob saying it uh, from in inside the rink. The Dreisaitl was actually slow coming on the ice. And, and uh, Vegas did have that two-on-one. They weren't able to get a shot away. The Oilers poked it back up the ice broke out and scored to win it 3-2. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Logan on the line. Logan, thanks for calling. Thanks for having me on, Reed. Yeah. Um, I have a comment. Doors have the power play this year. It was awful, and they wouldn't have much better record if they couldn't get going. The penalty kill. Hats off to Jindono Nurse, and he played awesome. Well, Durst has been great. Thanks, Logan. And look, the Oilers' uh, penalty, uh, special teams have cost them. There, there's no other way to put it. I'll just check the updated stats here. Uh, well, actually, I can just give you the goals. The uh, Oilers have scored 19 power play goals. They have allowed 40 goals against on the penalty kill. So that's minus 21 right there. That's minus 21 just on special teams for the Edmonton Oilers. And for the season, their goal differential is, oh, get this, minus 21. So so uh, at, at even strength, or even shorthanded, uh, the Oilers are are even. So not great. you got to be plus. But it's interesting how that's working out. They are able to win it 3-2 tonight. Norm is up next on the phone line. You'll hear from Nurse, who got the overtime winner. You'll hear from Connor McDavid, who gets to celebrate his 21st birthday with a win. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre, this is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chat. Oilers bank it off the boards, and it's Maroon. Up the right-hand side, drives, or excuse me, Nurse, scampers in, tries to jam it home and does. Darnell Nurse, an absolute force. Three goals in his last two, and Edmonton is up one to nothing. Might have gone off of Patrick Maroon. That did go off Patrick Maroon. His 11th of the season, he scores for the second straight game that opened the scoring Tonight at 8.01 of the second period, Riley Smith came back just a minute 55 later for Vegas. William Carlson. All right, get this about William Carlson. How many shots did he end up with uh, tonight? William Carlson had four shots on goal. So, uh, yeah, his shooting percentage is 26% on the season. It is unreal. I mean, a lot of times, uh, you know, the the word that's not sustainable, the, the phrase that's not sustainable is being used a lot now by people who follow the NHL. Well, he sustained it for over half the season. I don't know if he can sustain it in the next season or for his career, but he's been incredible. Drake Kajula gets his sixth of the season from Maroon and McDavid early in the third period, 329 in. And uh, McDavid gets his 200th career point on that play. And then in overtime, Darnell Nurse wins it 3-2. The Oilers beat the Golden Knights. My name is Reed Wilkins, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. The three goals for the Oilers means a $75 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. You can track the total on the Oilers page 
on 630Ched.com. It is over $3,000. Would love to hear from you tonight, 780-496-0063. We have Norm standing by. Hey, Norm, go ahead. Hey, Reed. Hello. Hey, I love you, but uh, I miss Rob. So do I. <laughs> uh, all I wanted to call in to talk about was Darnell Nurse. Uh, this isn't a flash in the pan. Uh, this is a very special player that I think I, I, in, in a couple of years I can't even imagine. I actually think he's going to redefine the new uh, defenseman in some fashion. You, that's interesting. Like, give me give me more on that. Do you mean like with his uh, with his speed, with his aggression? What are you looking at? All of that, the speed, his aggression, his his timing, his ability and willingness to get up into the play. Um, you know, I see him sitting in the blue paint, and it's just like what? But like he he's he, I think he's redefining the position. Like he's he's becoming all purpose, everything you need on the ice. But with the size and the uh, that aggression, yeah, just a beast. Yeah, well, you you got to remember. I mean, at the time when the Oilers took him seventh overall, for the Oilers that wasn't a very high draft pick because they've been drafting number one three years in a row. But yeah, I mean, you, you get drafted in the top ten in your defenseman, you you should turn out to be a, a one or two defenseman on your team. I would think uh, the first defenseman taken that year, pretty good, Seth Jones. He was taken fourth overall. Nurse was the second defenseman taken in that draft. Now, Rasmus Ristolainen went to Buffalo eighth. He's obviously a very good player as well. But, yeah, I mean, we're seeing more assertiveness from Nurse. His speed allows him to jump up into the play and get back. He can clearly play with an edge. Uh, I mean, he took a penalty tonight, but I wouldn't necessarily classify it as a as a dumb penalty. I think that was the one his stick got tangled up, and he and he and he took a tripping penalty. So he's been a positive. And, and Rob and I have been asked a lot: Should he be running the power play? I don't know if he's quite there yet. But again, if you're taking seventh overall and and you have that offensive ability in your past from when he played junior. You know, I, that could be on the agenda. I, again, I don't think he's quite there yet. I know people want him there now, and there's frustrations with Sekera, Clefbaum, and Benning when they've been on the point. But hopefully that's the, the next step for him as he continues to grow. And, I mean, he's still a young guy, right? I, I mean, everybody matures at a different rate. He's turning 23 in February. Yeah, that's why I say a couple years. I think he's going to be scary. Do you want to finish the play, Norm? Yeah, absolutely. All right. We would like to give you an eight-day parking pass to Jet Set U Park, courtesy of Jet Set Parking. Park cheap and easy. Visit JetSetParking.com. Here we go. Gets attacking left to right. It's James Neal fighting his way through. Traffic dropped it off. Perron taken down by Lucic. That's an obvious penalty and will be called as such. All right, Norm, uh, I got a bit of a quirky one for you tonight. Lucic... Well, here it is. I'll make it simple. True or false, Milan Lucic leads the Oilers in penalty minutes this season. Well, you see, I've taken umbrage here because Rob's not here to help me. Uh, I'll tell you this. It's not false. (laughs) Okay, well, then I will say true. (laughs) He now has 59. Uh, Maroon is second with 55, and Cassian got five more tonight, so he's up to 47. Norm, stay on the line, okay? 
All right, thanks. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Oilers win three two in overtime against the Golden Knights. Uh, Vegas a rare defeat on home ice. Actually, only twice this season have they lost in regulation time at home. That was to Dallas and to Detroit. Carolina and Edmonton have uh, well. Carolina beat them in a shootout. Edmonton wins tonight in. Overtime, 3-2 the final. 780-496-0063. Before we go back to the phone lines, tonight's hero, let's hear from him. Here's Darnell Nurse. After those two games, especially this one tonight. Yeah, those two were, uh, were big for us. We wanted to go into the break with, with two wins in, within our division uh, and go in feeling uh, good about ourselves and then have the opportunity to rest up and get back at in five. How did you see that play develop at the end, Darnell? When did you know he could sneak up like that? Uh, I saw the puck come over the blue line and uh, Draker had it and we saw 1D, so I just took off and uh, he made a great play there to the middle and all I had to do was shoot hard. You guys are the only team to uh, win twice against the, against the Golden Knights. What do you guys see out there? What are you guys doing to be able to beat them? You know, they're a, a fast team, very competitive. Um, you know, they're on you all over the ice, and then for us it was just a matter of trying to match their, their work ethic and match their intensity, uh, and I felt like uh, we did that for the most part tonight. So talk about the atmosphere in the building tonight. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, I think we were talking about it from even from warm-ups. To have, uh, you know, to have our fans in the, in the building and... Uh, uh, really, the atmosphere that they build, they build here in Las Vegas. It's uh, it's a great team here. So everything you're shooting is going in now. You're the you're the, you're the man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I gotta start hitting them more often. Maybe. Uh, no, it was uh, like I said. A couple guys made a couple good plays and uh, just uh, found a way to capitalize. Yeah, just shot hard. Close your eyes and shoot hard. Works at this level sometimes too. All right, Nurse, close your eyes and shoot hard. I think he might have known where he, where he was trying to put that one. Uh, Darnell Nurse, according to people who follow me on Twitter and voted at my impromptu poll, have selected Darnell Nurse as the runaway winner of the fourth star of the game for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. The three stars announced in the rink. Riley Smith got first star, Connor McDavid second star, and Marc-Andre Fleury was picked as the third star tonight. I did think both goalies were good. Talbot bouncing back from yesterday's game with a 34-save performance to help the Oilers get the victory. Okay, Jamie is on the line. Jamie, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, Reed, how's it going? I'm doing quite well. Uh, for, well, first off, I just have to say I don't think uh, Darnell Nurse is redefining the defensive position. I, uh, I think he's definitely coming into his own, but like just to say that is just I mean, he's he's just finding his way here. He's in his early 20s, and it's just like a weird comment that that one of your callers had. Well, that's okay. But I think I think I think he's just excited, and and I think his point. I think his I yeah. I think his point was that Nurse is showing. I think he's grown this season quicker than people anticipated, and he's developing an all-round game quicker than people anticipated. Right. Right, but like Nicholas Lidstrom redefined the position. Darnell Nurse hasn't done that yet. I think we're like we're literally a half a decade from that maybe happening. But anyways, and my next point is honestly like it is cool. What I'm really actually stoked about, and I'm excited for the Oilers, is they're dominating their division, and they have. The one thing that's cool, which I think I didn't expect, is they're, they have a lot of fans in the southwest U.S., like Arizona, 
and uh, Las well, Vegas, well, obviously. True, but a lot of a lot of those people flew from Edmonton for the games. Well, well, that's what I'm saying, Reed. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's great. It's cool, though. It's almost like it's almost like the Maple Leafs or Montreal in Western Canada. The same thing's happening in the Southwest, right? We, yeah. We got a lot of fan followers down there, and we're doing good in our own division. And I'm I'm, I'm proud of the effort from the whole team. But I think the the team play is lacking a bit, and I don't want to point out McDavid or Nurse or one guy or Leon did this. I want to see the team play better because they're they don't look like they're they're making enough short passes. They're they don't seem like they're playing for each other as much as as they did in the past. And obviously, playing as a team, Las Vegas has shown if you play as a team and there's no superstar, there's no guy who's getting the points and getting all the accolades, that's going to get you wins because you're playing for each other. That's all I got, my friend. Appreciate it, Jamie. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is how you get a hold of me. We got Travis on the line as well. Hello, Travis. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing quite well. Um, so what do you think that uh, Nurse is going to be getting for a contract this summer? Would it be like uh, maybe pay him like a $3.5 million kind of thing for two years and then maybe five for the next five years, like kind of till the Kara's contract's over kind of thing? I, I would think it's most likely going to be a bridge, Travis. The interesting thing about the Oilers' defense is that they have a I mean, this is basically the Oilers' defense for the next three or four years. Sekera has three years after this year uh, with a no-move clause. Pardon me? I have one more thing after you tell me what you think there. Yeah, I'm I'm leaving your line open. Don't worry. Clefbaum is signed until 2023. Larson and Russell until 2021. Uh, Russell has a a no move that's uh, then modified in the last couple years of the deal. I I would think you probably wind up bridging Nurse. The the thing is, though, what is he going to ask for? Now, he's an RFA, so he doesn't have as much uh, negotiating power as a UFA, I suppose. But if he's your best defenseman, is he going to take three and a half million dollars and be the fifth highest paid defenseman on the team? That's you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, maybe for, but if, you know, with the promise to pay, you know, with with more and when yeah. other contracts leaving and him moving up and and and, but, and veteran guys usually get more. That's just how the league works, too, right? Yeah. Um, also. You know there's one need that we have, and that's a right-shot defenseman. That's probably the biggest need on the whole team, uh, an offensive right-shot defenseman. This offseason, do we trade for one? Or if we end up doing bad and getting a top-10 draft pick, this draft this year is very dominant with right-shot offensive defensemen. Yeah. we got Ryan Merkley, Dobson, and uh, uh, Boak, Boakfest. Uh, both, all three of them are unbelievable players and uh, do you think we try to draft one and then try to develop them and wait or make a move for uh, for um, a defensive right shot? I, I, well, 
I guess sitting here middle of January, if I had to guess, Travis, I would say they draft one. Now, we still don't know where they're going to draft. There is the possibility the Oilers, I don't, I still, it's still unlikely they're going to make the playoffs, but it's possible they move up a little bit. So I don't know where they'll, where they'll draft. I actually think that a priority for the Oilers might be to find a, a winger that could snipe a little bit. And again, that's easier said than done category. Can you imagine if they would have drafted Sergachev instead of Puglia Yarvi? Or uh, McAvoy. Yeah, and I mean, look, I got I got no problem with how Puliyarvi's coming along, but but if if Columbus had taken Puliyarvi instead of Dubois, uh, a lot of us that weekend thought the Oilers were going to take Kachuk, but then it kind of came out after they probably would have taken Sergachev. That would have been pretty interesting. But he's left shot defenseman. I'm just the Oilers have like what ten left shot defensemen. It's just like come on, pick a righty already. (laughs) Yeah, I hear it doesn't. Uh, I'm just double-checking here. Oh, yeah, Sergachev is left. I was getting mixed up there for a second. But he's pretty good, though. Uh, yeah, but he was a couple... McAvoy was picked 12th, I think, by Boston. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, he wasn't as high, and he might be... the. Well, Sergachev's pretty good, too. They're both pretty good. I don't know who yeah. you'd... I don't know who you'd favor right now. You might have to give us a year or two. But I think Maybe Nurse... Maybe or Carlson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think Nurse, yeah, I don't know what he's going to wind up getting. I'm sure it's going to be at least three, right? Three, yeah. three million. So it might be a little more than that. Thanks, Travis. Thank you. All right. More phone calls coming up. 780-496-0063. It's 11.30. Oilers get a dramatic 3-2 overtime win in Vegas. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. High blocker, but why? Rebound, Smith. Wrist shot, save, Talbot. Rebound, right side, centering pass. Carlson couldn't stop at home. Here's a drive and a save made by Talbot on Smith. And he'll squeeze it with just four seconds left on the Vegas power play. Tell you what, if Edmonton comes back to win this game, you can look at Vegas going 0 for 6 on the power play. Both coaches would tell you that's exactly how Edmonton could get it done tonight. Jack Michaels, seeing the future. Oilers kill off six penalties and win in overtime. 3-2 against the Golden Knights as we check the advantage trailer rentals scoreboard. The Avalanche knocked off the Stars 4-1. Sharks outscore the Coyotes 6-5 in overtime. Ducks double up the Kings 4-2. Islanders pound the Rangers 7-2. Penguins beat the Red Wings 4-1. Bruins edge the Canadians 4-3 in a shootout. Minnesota wins at home 4-1 against the Jets. Philadelphia wins 5-3 in Jersey. Western Hockey League, Swift Current pounding the Oil Kings 9-1. The Oilers farm team also winning in overtime. The Bakersfield Condors a 3-2 decision over the Rockford Ice Hogs. Ty Ratty gets the tying goal and the winning goal tonight. NFL playoffs, Patriots hammer the Titans 35-14. Eagles get by the Falcons 15-10. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. You can call 780-496-0063. We have Zach checking in. Hello, Zach. Hey, how's it going, sir? I'm doing well. Um, Good, good. So this is, you know, like, first of all, I love the Oilers, and I'm so happy that we've won two here. I am not seeing a playoff team out there just yet, right? I mean, we don't have a lot of wiggle room, 
at all. I got if we lose ten or some combination, we're out. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm also wondering. I'm not a big stats guy or fancy stats guy. But how many goals have we given up in the last few seconds or or the last minute of a period? It's, it's crazy. And tonight, I saw so many turnovers at the blue line, just trying to whack it out rather than than just you know trying to break out. And and uh, a Russell. Now I love Russell, but he cannot make a quick pass. I mean, he's super careful. He's the ultimate defensive defenseman. But oh my God, he just has to blast it out up the boards, and he can just cannot make a quick transition with that puck out of our end. But uh, you know, so but you know, I got no complaints tonight. I'm just trying to vent here a little. I mean, oh. David, holy smokers! That kid is unbelievable. If we ever get somebody who can play with him, I'm not sure there is a person in the NHL who can. But uh, but when it, if we get one, we can either keep up or be in the right spot. Boy, that's going to uh, that's going to add to it for sure. Well, I think Drysaddle's the best one at, at knowing where to uh, to be in the right spot. Rob and I have talked about the Oilers breaking out of their own end a lot this year. Sometimes they go D to D a little too much. I mean, I know when you do it when you're changing lines to give the guys a chance to get on the ice. But, yeah, I think sometimes it happens too much instead of just pushing the puck up ice or getting it up to a forward who can who can chip it in into the other end for sure. That's That's been an ongoing issue. The turnovers tonight, yeah, honestly, honestly, Zach, I, I thought, I thought I thought Vegas probably turned it over just as much as the Oilers. Um, well, that, that might be. I mean, but we're talking about Vegas and Phoenix that we just beat, right? And as good as Phoenix, uh, Vegas's record is, they, these are not uh, the Jets, uh, Tampa Bay, and so on. You know, and 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 as far as Drysaddle, yeah, he's the best we got so far with McDavid, but he's only got a portion of what you got to do to play with McDavid. Uh, you know the way they dish to each other and defer to each other—that is just so frustrating. We need somebody who's got that plus a little bit of something else. And I don't know—I don't—I don't know what it is. And I don't know who this player is, but uh, but uh, that—that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, well, maybe it'll be Pooley Arvey. I mean, he's not afraid to shoot yeah. the puck, right? So yeah, he could—he could. He could yeah, oddly yeah. enough, Pooley Arvey did not get a shot on goal tonight. Uh, I'd have to check when the last time that happened. It hasn't happened a lot this year. Zach, thanks a lot for calling. Thank you. 7804960063 McDavid two assists tonight. He now has 200 career points as he turns 21. We have Robert on the line. Hello Robert. Uh, hey Reed, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Well, I have a I have a couple thoughts tonight on the game obviously and all. I think my, my first one I thought I I thought Talbot bounced back really good and well, one especially in the in the third period there he kept the Oilers in it, no one gave him a chance and then you know, and uh, you know, and then I thought, you know, Nurse has uh, Nurse has improved, but I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's like you said, if he's quite ready to, you know, move up there on the power play yet. And my 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 last thought is now, and I was doing some math, thinking though the Oilers are, like you said, highly unlikely to make the playoffs, but I think if they were to make it, I think they'd have to go twenty four ten and two the rest of the way, which would put them forty four thirty three and five, and give them. 93 points now now 93 points doesn't necessarily guarantee you a spot in the in the playoffs in the nhl i just want your thoughts on that yeah well before last night's game they had 76 points available 
And I said they'd probably have to get 54 out of 76. So now, and that that was to get to 92. I put it at 92. Uh, so now they'd have to get 50 out of their next 72 points, which is absolutely in, incredibly difficult. They're, they're, I mean, now they're not going to play for a week, right? So... They're going to lose ground just by sitting out. Uh, they're eight points out of the wild card spot. Dallas has that position. Dallas also has two games in hand, uh, so they'll play some games here while uh, while the Oilers are on their bye. It's going to be incredibly difficult. I, I, I think for the team, they're just going to do the old cliche one game at a time, tr- try to work on a lot of things that haven't been working. Um, but y- you're absolutely right. I mean, the play depending on what website. I mean that. Um, that sports club stat the other day had them less than uh, less than one percent to make the playoffs. So yeah, it's 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 bleak in terms of that for sure. Thank- yeah, no. Yeah, thanks, Reed. All right, thanks, Robert. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The Oilers do win their second in a row, uh, but it's been a struggle obviously since uh, Christmas. Uh, Ten games since Christmas. When it looked good, they'd won four in a row going into Christmas. Now they're just three, six, and one in their last ten. We have Tony on the line. Hello, Tony. How's it going? Pretty good. So I have a couple questions, and I hope that you can answer them. And the first one is: is not, uh, Tony, we're gonna. I don't know if you can hear me. I can hardly hear you. So Patrick's gonna check your connection. We have Cam calling in. Hey, Cam. What's going on, Reed? Not too much. Flying solo? Yes, Rob is away. Brownie, he's probably listening, though. Hey, wishing he was on. Or... Oh, I doubt he's listening, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, it's good. You know, I enjoyed, you know, it's, and once again, I don't want to belabor it, but, and I was, I was really hoping Brownie was going to be on because I know he would have debated a little bit because he played with such great teams. He played with Kamloops and he played with Pittsburgh. And both those teams could do what they needed to do at any time and score and freewheel and all the rest of it in a different era, too. Sure. But but um, a team today with all the emphasis on their own end, when you're, and I don't want to focus on the negatives, but when your goaltender is giving you the the saves early, it's, it's big for a team. Changed everything. Talbot was and much better tonight. Everything. And you know what? Like, it's, it's like watching two different hockey teams. When he's on, this team free wheels, they flow, they move the puck. I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm not saying they were perfect, but they just went in and beat. And I'm not, you know, I'm not criticizing the last caller, one of the last callers. But when he talked about Vegas not being a very good hockey team, no, they are. They are good. They're, they're tied great. for first overall now, aren't they? I mean, yeah. Like, how does how he doesn't even? Or sorry, they're second overall. The second overall. But yeah, so finally, you know. To me, this whole thing just revolves around what's happening in the blue paint. And, and you know, so whatever they do, whatever they don't do, our season, it, my only fear is that when you don't explore that variable, you start looking at other things. Well, this isn't working, this isn't working, this. But to me, that's the core issue. So I'm going to look at it in a positive light. If Cam Talbot gives us what he can give us on a nightly basis... We won't have any problem challenging to hit 22 of our next, you know, 34 wins, 19 to 22. So, so we could be in the hunt, but it's going to be up to him. I'm going to lay it all on his lap, and if he gives us the same kind of goaltending, we'll have a shot. Yeah, well, he's he was very good tonight, and I thought Montoya was uh, was excellent yesterday. So, 
two well goaltended games, even though uh, Cam didn't play the whole game yesterday. Thanks for calling, buddy. Yeah. 7804960063. He is now 21 years of age. He now has 200 NHL points, helping the Oilers win 3 2 in overtime tonight. Here's Captain Connor McDavid. Yeah, um, you know, we battled hard all night. Uh, you know, Talbot was great, kept us in it. You know, uh, penalty kill was great, which is something that we haven't been able to say in a long time. So, um, you know, a lot of positives there. And, um, you know, we were able to find a, find a way to get a win against uh, you know, one of the best teams in the NHL. Mark andre Fleury really played good between the pipes again tonight, uh, getting the puck past him, not an easy task. Uh, you assisted on both the goals in regulation. Yeah, um, you know, he's a very good goaltender. He's won uh, wherever he's been, um, you know. Uh, credit to him. He, he's great basically every night, so um, you know, it's always a tough task to get it past him, but we found a way. How do you prepare for this team? I think you just got to work. You know, these guys work so hard up and down the ice, uh, four lines, six deep pairings. They, they work so hard, um, you know, and they skate so well. So well, it's a skating man's game when you play these guys, and you got to be prepared for that. You're the, uh, the, order of the one team this this first half that beat the uh, the Knights twice. Can you talk a little bit about that? What what, what was the magic there? I guess. Uh, just you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, we just work hard. Um, you know, maybe uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, we just tried to work hard, compete with them, um, skate with them. That's a strong strong point. So we were able to do that. First visit to Las Vegas. Can you talk about that? Yeah, the atmosphere was incredible in here. Uh, I can't uh, say enough good things about the fans, both sides. Uh, nice fans were loud. Uh, Oilers fans were even louder, so um, it, was, uh, it was good. Did you hear the I didn't. I only heard about it, but uh, I only heard about it through uh, the first uh, intermission interview, so um, you know, I wish I would have heard it, but that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, obviously, I greatly appreciate the support. You guys are ranked 31st. Oilers fans in Vegas singing happy birthday to Connor McDavid with 9.07 left on the clock in each period. We had Alfred Nolette on the face-off show. He was one of the driving forces behind that on social media. That was pretty cool. You could hear it on our broadcast. You could hear it on Hockey Night in Canada as well. 3-2 is your final. Couple goals short of the Japanese Village goal light tonight. We do activate whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. Then you can go to the Oilers page on 630ched.com, print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Bob standing by. Hello, Bob. Hello. Good evening, Robert. I have to say um, it, there's, it's refreshing to know that um, we're not complaining about the officials or offsides or the rules. Or we, you know, oh, I can if you want. Short or last year. <laughs> Hey, are you tired of that yet, man? <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> well, yeah, I can, I, anyways, I, I have to read. I have two points. Uh, it's the same play, Reed. Um, the thing is, uh, to be honest with you, uh, with the shoulder injury, uh, Nuge limped off on two uh, on two strong legs. Uh, I think his right side might be more serious. And correct me if I'm wrong. Um, two points. One, um, uh, I heard Halsey say uh, in the next, uh, per se, uh, in January, uh, we have basically four games due to the double break. Oh, remaining in January? Yeah, there's just three games remaining now. Vancouver next yeah. Saturday, Buffalo on the 23rd, Calgary on the 25th. Okay. Uh, and I, I thought, okay, 
Talbot's uh, saves uh, Montoya hang in there last night. Uh, the thing is, when Zach fought that guy, uh, no one's mentioned the fact that I thought that was a little bit of a, that gave us the two and a half to three we needed. Two and a half of what? Goals to win the game. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on this when, uh, as soon as he did it, uh, look at what happened to Hedman. Okay, he's a little bit bigger than Nooch, a little bit, <laughs> a lot, and he's out. Uh, let's hope that uh, once it's reevaluated, that uh, everything was, it's going to be, it'll turn all right because he's had such a great season. Yeah, well, Todd McClellan did say Nugent Hopkins should be good to go one week from tonight against Vancouver. I guess we won't know for sure until uh, we see him on the ice when they get back to practice on Friday. And, uh, yeah, I don't mind Cassian stepping in there at all. I mean, McNabb's going to try to throw his weight around. Cassian got in there and uh, and uh, started the fight right after Nugent Hopkins got hit. Tough second period for the Oilers. Uh, Milan Lucic missed a lot of time as well. He took a skate to the neck. He's tweeted out a picture of the uh, stitches on his neck, but he was able to return to the game. Okay, the Oilers win 3-2 in overtime. We got uh, Scott, Sonny, Brett, and Lars still on the open line. Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, this is the Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chair. Russell snapped it outside the blue line, and here's Connor McDavid leading the rush with speed. Over the line. Maroon, cross ice, reach shot, score. Drake Kajula ties the game. Kajula's sixth of the year with assists from Maroon and McDavid, who collects his 200th NHL point on his 21st birthday. Kajula scores the tying goal early in the third. He assists on the game winner by Darnell Nurse in overtime. Oilers beat Vegas 3-2. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for staying up with us. It's 1150-780-496-0063 is the open line number, and we have Scott standing by. Good evening, Scott. Hey, hey Rob, how are you? Yeah, it's Reed. Thanks for calling. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I just wanted to comment on uh, Drake Kajula specifically, the fact that, you know, he was kind of in the doghouse. Uh, how did you uh, appreciate his, uh, I guess, his play tonight and his response, and do you think that Todd McClellan's in a position now where he's going to, you know, play to win no matter what it takes, regardless, regardless of who's in that or the players that are, you know, playing lines one to four. And two, I just wanted to comment on uh, Arvi. Uh, you know, he hasn't been scoring as much, but he's probably officially on the team now. But would you send him, like, you know, the fact that he's had that impact now, like, do you think he kind of resembles Ryan Eugene Hopkins when he was in that, that developmental stage, you know, where people weren't, you know, he wasn't developing points, but he was, he was producing, you know, he had producing chances and things like that. So I just wanted to see your thoughts on that, and I'll listen to what you have to say. Yeah, sure. I think I, I think Pugliarvi's been fine. Yes, he hasn't scored in a while. A, a lot of uh, forwards have been in slumps here. Uh, since Christmas. His ice time still varies. I mean, he only played 11-18 tonight. I think McClellan kind of sees uh, how he's going. He, he did get on the power play a little bit tonight, 108 of ice time. I know people want to see that. I, I think he's uh, been more assertive this year. I think he's been more confident. He looks faster. I think he's coming along just fine. Kajula has definitely responded, and he's not a big guy, 
But when he gets in there and hits and grinds and gets his nose dirty a little bit, he's a more effective player. And I don't think he's a top six player. I think he can be a decent depth player who can score a little bit. That was a good shot tonight. I thought, you know, I, I said before the season that I thought he has the potential to maybe score 20 goals in a season in his career. Uh, the Oilers would, would need that from him. I don't know if he's going to, well, he won't get there this year. He's only at six. Certainly, I thought maybe he could have got to 15 this year. That's in doubt. But I think he has to get out there and hit and find a way to have an impact on the game, even if he's not scoring. And then if he starts doing those things to impact the game, you often wind up getting on the board as well. Good shot tonight. Good little deft pass to get it to Nurse in overtime to to set up the winner. And uh, I do think it's been a a bit of a wake-up call for him since he was scratched, for sure. Sonny on line, too. Hey, Sonny. Hey, Reed. Uh, Good game today. Uh, let's hopefully they can keep it going next couple of weeks. Uh, just a couple of points. Nurse, instead of bridging him, wh- why not uh, give him the Larson Clefbaum deals at four point five million for eight years? Rather, like he's playing like a four million dollar defenseman right now, but you don't want to get burned long term. Well, maybe they'll look at that. I, I just wonder if they might bridge him though, because they have a lot of defensemen under contract for the next three to. S- five six yeah. years right the only thing is uh like i think they got burned on the dry cycle deal they could have signed them uh years, the summer before and gotten them for two million cheaper i'm not sure if he wanted to sign but i think the oilers should have locked him up beforehand rather than waiting for him to have another breakout season and then paying 8.5 million per yeah well probably yeah. you know the player does have some say there too right so he benefited yeah. by waiting Oh, and uh, quickly, Sergachev's a left shot team. Yes, he is. Plays the right side. Yeah, yeah, uh, I double checked that. Yep. And uh, I think Oilers have been drafting right team men, Bear, uh, Marino, uh, Kemp. There's a couple other guys as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks. Thanks, yeah. Sonny. Appreciate you calling seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We got Brett on the line as well. Hey, Brett. Hey. Hi, Reed. How are you doing? Pretty good. So. Uh, I'd like to wish uh, Connor a happy birthday in Vegas. I could just imagine what that's like to be 21 years old, win a hockey game, and spend a night in a town there. Sounds all right. I think uh, Al Montoya was a good pickup. I think he's a calming influence from what I could tell, and uh, I think that's exactly kind of what the Oilers need right now, a character like that to kind of just calm everybody down. I think part of the problem with the Oilers right now that... um, they have is they're kind of driven to a frantic holding the stick too hard kind of pace and it's kind of driven a bit by the fan base i also think that uh in the long run if the Oilers don't make the playoffs just playing you know like a doctor or a lawyer you would say that they're practicing their practice and i think the oilers could like play their way into a really good style of play using the balance of this season. And that's all I have, Reed. Thank okay, appreciate you very much for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it, Bet. I, I think that's a good point about Montoya, and he's only been an Oiler uh, eight eight or nine days. But I, I do think he, he is a calming presence. Uh, you know, he's been through the battles 
Played well last night. Uh, if you heard his post-game interview, it was Grant Fuhr-esque. I'm not saying quite to that extent, but but pretty laid back and pretty much I'm just stopping the puck and trying to let in one less than the one fewer than the guy at, at the other end. And Talbot, I thought, had a calmer game for him tonight. So maybe Montoya is going to rub off positively on him as well because Talbot's been having uh, a bit of a tough year for sure. Oilers win 3-2 in overtime over the Vegas Golden Knights. We have Lars calling in for the second straight day. Hello, Lars. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, I'll be quick. Uh, I saw this stat about Cassian that he's only blocked like some ridiculously low number of shots. That is absolutely correct. Coming into tonight, uh, it was at three a couple weeks ago. And he, with the amount of power play or a penalty kill time he's getting, are, you, like, are the coaches missing this? How is, like... He's a liability. I love Cassie, by the way, and, and I want him to be great, but that's a liability, yeah? Well, I think if you play on the penalty kill by default, you should block more than four shots on the season. He had four coming into tonight. Um, I I don't know if I can explain what that's a product of. It, it's pretty unusual. Um, but, I mean, it's it means something that he's not getting in the lanes or he's late getting to positioning, yeah? Yeah, it's... Uh, like impressively bad and there's so many players that I want to like that are just not carrying their weight um, I cannot my biggest pet peeve last point my, my biggest pet peeve is Russell not being able to get out of his own zone I can't his breakout pass is dreadful I it's the one thing as soon as he has the puck I know we're going to be trapped in our zone for the duration of his shift and I I, I want to like him but ugh. Yeah, well, he's he's definitely struggled with that, and uh, at, at times, another caller pointed that out uh, too tonight. And the the Oilers haven't been a great breakout team overall, for sure. Thanks, Lars. You bet. All right, we also have Matt on line four. Hello, Matt. Hey, Reed. Long long night. No, I'm doing fine. It's not late yet. Good, good, good. <laughs> anyway, I hope the Oilers use their practice time uh, with Nurse on the power play. I think he could really improve it. He's their best skating defenseman. He's got an excellent shot. He knows when to pinch. He knows when to move the puck. Um, I think it's a no-brainer, um, and the power play is pretty pretty lacking as it is sits right now. Well, I think that's the next step for him, Matt. I wish I could tell you when it's going to happen, just like Pooley, a lot of people were asking about Pooley Yarvi earlier in the season. Um uh, I, I think I think he can go there. I still think his awareness needs to improve a little bit of where the puck needs to go once he charges into the offensive end. I mean, he was passing to Maroon today, and, and Maroon scored. It went off his skate, but still, that was a good play. So I, I think just once he gets a little more trust from the coaching staff in terms of distributing the puck, then maybe it gets there. We know he can shoot. He blasted a couple in yesterday against Arizona. I, I, I know people want it all now, and the power play has not been good enough this season. I mentioned they're minus 21 in special teams goals this season. Well, I didn't factor in the shorthanded goals, but it's around well, there. So I think the point is give them a shot for one game, see what happens. How can it get worse? Yeah, well, maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe we'll see it coming out of the bye. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. All right. You can still reach me at 780-496-0063. We'll go for a bit after midnight. Face-off trivia tonight. We had a fun question for a $50 gift card to Buffet Royale Carvery from Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. Rick knew 
that Edmonton was the site of the final home game in 1994 for the Las Vegas Posse of the Canadian Football League. Lack of ticket sales. They knew the franchise wasn't going to last, so they just said, it's supposed to be Edmonton at Vegas. What the heck, we'll just play it in Edmonton instead. Cam Talbot got the win tonight. He's up next. 3-2, the Oilers take down Vegas in overtime. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. The Oilers win their second straight a dramatic one tonight. They tie it in the third, win it in overtime. Darnell Nurse getting the game winner. Cam Talbot pulled early Friday in Arizona. Goes the distance tonight and is very good, making 34 saves. Here he is. The two points in this building and to come back and play the way you did after a tough night last night. Yeah, on both accounts, you know, it feels pretty darn good. I mean, heading into a break, we knew that we needed a good effort, especially against a team that hasn't lost much in this building. Uh, they have an unbelievable atmosphere here, and uh, obviously we travel pretty well to this place, so it's nice to see a lot of uh, orange jerseys in the stands, and it was an unbelievable atmosphere out there tonight. How did you feel in there yourself? Because you were standing tall when there were a lot of opportunities, and they were getting some great A chances. It felt good. I made some big saves early and was able to control the pace of the game and and uh, just kind of ease my way into it. So, I mean, that obviously helps. And then um, made a few big saves down the stretch when we needed it. So, um, credit the guys are battling back in the third there. And then Darnell with another big goal for us tonight. Cam, you guys ranked 31st in the league in penalty kill, but on the road. All right, there's Cam Talbot, the winning goaltender tonight. Uh, we didn't get the whole interview, but he was being asked about the road penalty killing. Oilers go 6-for-6 six six on the PK tonight. Their road penalty killing, 86.6%. We won't talk about the home penalty killing till they're back home. Saturday, January 20th versus Vancouver. 6.30 face-off show, 8 o'clock. Puck drop, Rob Brown will return for that one as well. Thanks to our studio producer, Patrick Bauer. You can get more on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre. Happy birthday, Connor. Two assists, 200 career points. Nurse the game winner in overtime. Edmonton 3, Vegas 2. Have a great Sunday.